Hello, everyone. I'm Tammy Tony Butler. I come to you today to uh, deliver another word, do maybe a little Bible study slash my personal testimony, because I am the living, breathing example of walking in the word and walking in the promises of the word of God and the miracles in the making, the things that he's done in my life to set me free from childhood trauma, from childhood sexual assault, uh, familial human trafficking, and to launch me into places I never imagined or dreamed. Only because I said yes and I followed him and his uh, will for my life. And Holy Spirit, I just invite you into everything that I do. This is your word. This is your message. This is your truth, Holy Spirit. And as I seek you and I seek your presence, I ask that you just flood anyone who's listening to this with your peace that surpasses all understanding, with your joy, with the realization that there is hope, there is healing at the foot of the cross. It happened for me and it can happen for you. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like the man with the withered hand, he had to stretch it out. Don't be afraid. And if you don't know how, sometimes you can't even utter a word. The Lord knows. He knows what you need. If you just whisper Jesus, if you whisper it, he'll come. He's always come. He's always come. There's times I didn't see him because I felt so shameful and dirty. There's no way I could reach out to him. Did he see what I did last night? Did he know all the things I'd done? I felt just so dirty and so alone. I was alive, but I was dead, dead inside for years. I'm 50 something years old now, I forget. And it was only a few years ago that I started truly living. I only merely existed before. Threw myself into being a, an ER nurse for years and thinking if I healed everybody else, I'd heal my pain or at least keep anybody from seeing the hell that I was enduring on the inside. Some people thought I had it all together, that I was a strong uh, force to be reckoned with in the emergency room and also in Washington, D.C. and in other places. But what they didn't see was a little girl that struggled to be set free set free from that yoking of childhood trauma, that yoking with the darkness. But when you were forced to trade sexual favors for individuals that, when you were forced to trade sexual favors uh, with individuals that, that were placed in your life by your mother and by those that were supposed to protect you, it's not a choice. You were a child, as I was, and I had to endure. Many times I would be huddled in the bathroom with a door locked in our trailer, small trailer, duct tape on the windows, I remember. There was many of us in this 
this trailer. Such a dark place. It was a wooden door in the bathroom. Cheap wooden door, I remember. And I would sit in there huddled, trying to get just a moment of peace. And reading brought me peace. I was always the bookworm. Academia and searching for truth or trying to escape my own reality. And it was, I'd sit in there huddled, reading a Bible. And I would get lost in the scriptures, in the Psalms, and many of them. I was just a little girl. And I would beg God to save me. Take me from here. Put me anywhere else. I knew I was an imposter in my own family. I didn't belong there. I knew that my mother couldn't protect me. It's crazy how I knew that at a young age, but I knew that she was struggling with her own childhood trauma, her own issues. She loved me the best she could, and she was a good mother. She tried to provide for us, but sadly, she compromised who she was for the love of a man. How many of us are doing the same? How many of us are compromising who we are to get that love that we never had? I lost my dad to suicide, but before that, I'd lost him to trauma. He went off to Vietnam. He came back. He wasn't the same. He divorced my mother, became an alcoholic. He was a police officer, threw himself into his work. And we buried him on Father's Day. When I was about 15, he died by his own hand, um, shot himself. A piece of me died when my father died, but to be truthful, I died long before that. I died after my dad left. I felt such a, a sense of abandonment. I don't even think I knew how to put it into words. I mean, I was a kid, I was maybe a toddler. And then man, men came into my mother's life because she too was searching for that love that she lost. She was searching for more to erase what had happened to her as a child, that generational trauma. Her father was an alcoholic. She never uttered all the words of the things he did to her. But she said to me on her deathbed, if you can keep this from happening to anyone else, then speak my truth. Speak about me. Because I said, Mom, I need permission to talk about you. And it may not be favorable to you, but know that I will always let them know you did the best you could, that you were a good mother, that I loved you then and I love you now. And she gave me permission because she did not want trauma to destroy one more family, not one more. People don't understand what trauma does. They don't understand addiction. They don't understand that you cope with the weight of the trauma through drugs, through sex, relationships, idols in our life, material possessions. You know, we try to seek pleasure, seek comfort in anything that we can. And we make those things idols in our life. I made men an idol in my life for a long time. I slept my way, tried to sleep around to happiness. There were times I even thought, you know, I might as well charge for sex because I'm sleeping around anyway. I'm dirty. I'm shameful. Might as well get paid for it. It will help me. It'll help me pay the rent. It'll help me do certain things, but I, I just couldn't. I can never, I can never do that because that would have been selling my soul to the darkness. And I refused to let the darkness consume me. I refused even then to give in 
I refuse to be broken in spirit and truth. Oh, they tried. They tried to beat it out of me. They tried to groom it out of me. They tried to destroy me, but it did not work. And here I am today speaking his truth, his words, his words of hope, his words of hanging on. Don't give in. You are worthy. Fearfully, beautifully, and wonderfully made. Daughters and sons of the king. You walk in his light. You walk in his strength. You walk in his truth. And you let nobody define your worth but God, but Christ who's in us. You lay those burdens at the foot of the cross, as I did. That shame, that guilt, that fear, that regret. Those things that you took on after you were sexually assaulted as a child. Betrayed by your mother or your father. By society. By the world. But you choose hope. You choose joy. You choose love. There is nothing that God's love won't help. He loves us. That love of a father that you never had. That true love that will never leave you nor forsake you. There can be no other idols in your life. No other gods. As it says in his word in Exodus 20. Exodus 23. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. People don't realize we make things gods in our lives. Our homes, our cars, the next shiny object. As we're searching, longing for something to fill that deep crevice, that hole inside of us that needs filling up. Why not fill it up with a wellspring of living water? Why not fill it up with his truth? Why not fill it up with his word? Why not choose the light instead of the dark? I did. And it's been miraculous. I laid down my victim, that little girl. I left her on the grounds of Ave Maria. I'll post about it in my blog that this video will be attached to. That fateful day. And the Holy Spirit led me to Ave Maria and showed me the way to deliver his people out of bondage. And it started with me. It started with my story. It started with my own truth. Things I had to face. He told me that I could not go where I was going, where he was sending me. If I refused to shed the lies of the past, if I refused to lay down my victim. But that's all I've ever known. I said, Father, how do I choose light? All I've known is darkness, destruction, chaos, drama. How do I choose light? How do you do that? I was victimized and mine started probably in the womb. I was shaped and molded in a womb of trauma. How do I break free of that? I said, and he showed me in the most glorious way. He took me to a book sitting in the pews of Ave Maria in their, um, what you call that thing? I'm not Catholic, but maybe their cathedral. I'm not sure what you call that. Sanctuary, I don't know. And I was sitting there and he showed me the truth in a book. It talked about Jesus and it put victim, the word victim there. And I thought I was horribly victimized by the so many on my journey. I was victimized by 
people in the church. I was victimized. People in law enforcement, school. My mother. So many ways I was let down. But he said, none of that matters. And God made me see that Jesus was a victim. He was a victim. He was beaten. He bled out. He was ridiculed, chastised, whipped, striped, you know, hurt, chastised. And he did all that for us. And he showed me that. I did that so you could be set free. I did that so you don't have to not sleep at night. You don't have to take Ambien and try to sleep and wash it down with a bottle of wine. You don't have to search for love in all the wrong places and sleep with all these men and do all these things. You don't have to do all that. You don't have to reach for fentanyl, Xanax, a drug. You reach for me, the cross, Jesus, the light. You're never too dirty to reach for me. You're never too full of shame. That is a lie. I want you to reach out your hand. I want you to reach out for me. Reach out. I'm waiting. Come to me, all those who are weary, and I will rise. And he showed me that day. When I read that and I went outside, and I thought, Jesus was a victim? I don't know if I believe that. So I started, you know, Google searching and looking and something struck me. It said that you, he could have been considered a victim. But when he died on the cross, he rose again. He was victorious, not a victim. He was victorious over sin, victorious over shame, regret, fear. I didn't have to live that way because when he died, he set me free. So I had to nail all my stuff to my own cross. I had to pick up my cross and follow him. It made perfect sense. But I said, I don't know how to do that. How do I give up control? How do I surrender? Everybody's always hurt me when I gave up control. When I was, how do I do that? What do I do? And he showed me. And I prayed a prayer. And I invited the Holy Spirit to come in. I repented of all my sins. And I said, I surrender. I will no longer be a victim. I will not have panic attacks. I will not have anxiety. I will be set free from the chains that bound me for years. From the moment I was yoked with bondage. I'm unyoking now, breaking off the chains. I choose truth. I choose light. I choose to be a warrior for Christ. And I rose up from that bench victorious. I left that little girl that all that happened to at Ave Maria. And I rose up and I said, I give my life to you, Lord Jesus. I will follow you. And I've honored that. I sold everything I owned. I followed him. I sold my sailboat, even sold my FJ Cruiser, my truck. I had to pay for the well, water. He moved us onto a 10 acre parcel of land. And it's like Psalm 23 has come alive. He leadeth me beside still waters. Mm the green pastures. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restored us. I am that living, breathing example. When you give your life to Christ, you were transformed. He took it from me, the addictions. The only God I serve is him. 
He set me free with the truth, the truth of his word, the truth of his redemption, his blood on the cross, the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, that heals us. Will you let it heal you like it did me? Will you let it do that? I'll link in my blog how to do that. Trust, walk free this day as I did. You are victorious. He died so we could be saved. Don't carry that with you, that shame that And don't worry. The other things will leave you that you used to cope. I used food to cope for so many years. I was wishy-washy on my way. And now I've lost about 62, 65 pounds. And I've gained victory over that too. So much to be grateful for, to praise him for. So much to be great. So much joy, so much peace. In some circles, I'm the poorest I've ever been. But oh, I'm the richest. Because I have his peace. And that's priceless. I'm able to sleep through the night. That's priceless. I don't have the icky anymore. That's priceless. Let him do the same. Let him sit me. Because he did think that that all sums it up. Holy Spirit, I always start with you and I end but I'm walking in you and you're working in and through me because I am you and you are me. We are one in Christ. That threefold core that won't be broken. Join me, warriors. Come find me. Seek his truth. Be set free like I was. Walk in joy and walk. This is a message of hope. That was what this is. I wasn't sure what it was. He just told me to go live and get on here and the Zoom thing and speak his truth. He gave me Psalm uh, 47 and he gave me Exodus uh, 20. And I was just kind of tying it all together. And then it ended up with this. Psalm 47, 8 says, God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of holiness. 47.3 said, he shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He's sovereign. He's God. He's our God of goodness. He's our God of truth. He is our only God. He can set us all free. If we repent and turn to him, even as a nation in the world, he'll watch over us and keep us safe and tuck us under his wing, as he did me in the Category 5 hurricane. Jesus and I rode it out in the shed. It was great. Had the cats in there too. And I wasn't afraid. Isn't that crazy? I had no fear because he was with me. He was in my boat. He took that fear away and he could do the same thing. Walk free this day, free of shame, free of guilt. Walk in the freedom, walk in the light of Christ. I'm Tammy Tony Butler. Have a glorious day.